Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh yeah, I know that podcast. I just want to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grawl. And this is a brand new podcast and every week we'll be talking on a different topic. Uh, it's going to be quite frank, personal and honest. But Sunny, um, I'm going to start us off okay, on a controversial cool. note. I'm so bracing myself. Steal yourself. There are going to be people out there who don't know who we are. That is shocking. I, I can't believe it. I'm just like really shocked. And, you know, if you are listening to this now, you are starting to redeem yourself. So well done. Exactly. It's like, I mean, our brand is built on who we are. Exactly. How can you not know who we are? We know everybody, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so, Sunny, um, for those who don't know who we are, um, tell, tell us a bit about yourself. I'm Sunny. I have lived in London for 15 years now and I moved from the Midlands. I tried to hide that as much as possible. She's a northerner. You're not a northerner. Midlands, Midlands. it's pretty different. North of Watford, whatever. (laughs) And that's why I call myself a zone one ho now. Yeah, I've been in London for a long time. I love the city. My interests are music. I love food. I love eating out and travel and spending time with my friends as well, as much as possible. And the sunshine makes me happy like my name. Oh my God, yeah, it's baked into your name there. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Bushin? Tell tell us about you. So I am a content creator and writer. Um, I'm born and bred in London. Interesting fact, I was born in the same hospital as Prince William. (laughs) Uh, Exactly, he's like a bow down bitches, like royalty right here. (laughs) And actually they knocked down the hospital after I was born. Well, after Prince William was born, because they were like, it is not going to get any better than this. And do you know what yeah. they built instead of the hospital Tell as a legacy us. to me I, and I Prince William? A luxury apartment. <laughs> they knew what we were all about, honestly. There was no social housing quarter in that building. <laughs> None of that around, around us, honestly. <laughs> and my interests are very oh, similar yes. to yours. They include like dance, theatre, films, oh, fashion, reading. And fitness, we're both fitness freaks, yes, aren't we? we? We do go, love exercise. We do yeah, love our workouts and stuff. And we look amazing as well in real life. Always and, and if you knew us, you would know that. Oh, so. Yes, Bushin's Fashion Friday. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, Sunny, let's talk about um, what, uh, what motivated kind of, us. Yeah, yeah, what motivated us to do a podcast? Like, should we yeah. talk a little bit about yeah. that? So I think it's when we first met. And how did we first meet? Well, should we tell, yeah, why did you tell that story? Should we take a bit of a rewind? So I was at a wedding and... Um, I remember meeting a guy, Atif, who completely made me laugh so much. And I thought, okay, I need to keep in touch with this guy. And after that, I think it was like probably 15 years ago, probably even as well. Mm. Um, we went for a coffee and he's like, you've really got to meet two of my friends. One of I- whom shall not be named. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> Say his name five times and he'll appear, so don't. It's like Bill Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Candyman. <yeah. laughs> and, um, and you were one of those friends. And since then, you have been one of my closest friends. And we, we bonded over something in particular, didn't we? And I'll, I'll let you tell that story because I'm sure you'll give it more justice. It, well, uh, well, I'm smizing as you say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I remember so when we first met and we met at dinner and then like um, I asked you, um, so do you watch America's Next Top Model? And you were like, yes. Oh, I, I just clutched the table. It was a real yeah. groundbreaking moment wasn't it it was like um it was just great because I, I hadn't met anyone who really watched it at that level who could quote it and like who understood what smizing was for god's sake <laughs> like, the number of smizes i had to demonstrate to people because they <laughs> didn't know what a smize was and um yeah we just bonded over antm antm big time yeah like, was... oh, we've, we've loved it for so long and 
we love quoting it and looking back at loads of memories and we're, we're willing Tyra to do one more season come on Tyra oh Tyra come on the podcast like yeah, you know just DM us girl like exactly. you know to. come to the go see and like <laughs> get booked. we'll be on that panel <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only have one name in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh, and then so like in terms of um, what inspired us as uh, for the podcast the name of the podcast yeah. as well people might be wondering where does that come from exactly and I think we had bonded very much over another thing as well which was the song by Brandy and Monica The Boy Is Mine absolute classic oh I mean if you do not know it then you need to pause right now <laughs> go and listen to it and then come back because this will make a lot of sense after <laughs> you'll understand me and Bushnell a lot better as well in our lives. all the answers to life are in that song let me tell you oh my god <laughs> and yeah we love quoting that song especially the opening intro it's just something that we both like love to break out on the dance floor it's and a party get wrong. piece and then, <laughs> it's a party piece it's our party trick my problem is I try to improv with it and I shouldn't <laughs> just like stick to the line question exactly. please yeah and so it's kind of our, our kind of podcast is based around that where it's that kind of push and pull yeah. because Brandy and Monica they don't, they're not actually they're, they're all about the sisterhood and they're all about and kind that. of like us like we're very much like very supportive and you know the, I mean that final shot of the video when they go and see who the boy is in question I, I love that just to go and tell him like yeah. they're, they're like you know what we're going to dump you and we're going to do a podcast <laughs> we're going to close that door <laughs> we're going to get that microphone ready <laughs> <laughs> and like you know and then Brandy gave us like I mean was it on Never Say Never it Boys was on Never Say Never that was her first single from that album and one, yeah, no, one of the greatest albums of all time I, that's my favourite album by Brandy I, so I loved good. her so much I mean she's one of the reasons I pretended to be straight for so long <laughs> <laughs> you know I once saw her in Chicago as Roxy <gasps> And she was so good. Like, she gave those songs, like, a whole new depth. And she sang and danced live and so talented. I was just like, that's absolutely amazing. All right, well, we will be back after this. Okay, and we're back. So today we are going to talk about solo travel. Now, solo travel has become very popular in the past few years. Well, I say the past few years. I think it's always been popular, hasn't it? There's always been been people, like, who've gone off on their own and travelled and... Um, kind of done their own thing and not just for business for but for leisure as well yeah. I mean like you know there's so much you can get out of it so with that in mind um, Sunny you recently travelled solo for the first time yes I did it was an exciting trip and it was pre-Covid mm-hmm. so it was in December of 2019 yeah and it was an amazing holiday in Asia mm-hmm. and it started out not as a solo trip because I did visit some friends that were um, that are currently living in Hong Kong mm-hmm. because they can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> and it was a good springboard to have um, the rest of my trip alone. Yeah. So I landed in Hong Kong on Boxing Day. Actually, Ooh. I travelled on Christmas Day, Ooh. and I got my upgrade to <laughs> business class. Yes. And that... if I just interject there, if you know Sunny, he's all about the luxury, <laughs> <laughs> luxury toiletries, luxury goods. <laughs> it's like if the hostess doesn't greet him properly, then she's off the flight. <laughs> literally. I do actually remember when I came onto the plane, and I had no idea I had been upgraded because <laughs> I just rocked up to the desk and. The guy who checked my bag, he was very polite. He put a tag on my suitcase and it said priority and I just thought... Well, that's I me. Think, I was like, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean there's, there's no explanation needed for that, really. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I thought, oh, okay, priority. Is it because I, I bought a premium ticket, like premium economy? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like saying Humble that out loud. Brag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get it. We were chauffeured to the airport and, yeah, come on there. And, um, so I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm walking around the airport. You know, taking it all in, feeling excited to see my friends and also have this amazing adventure ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I went to the queue for the the gate and I was just like, oh my God, it's huge. So I stood in the queue for ages, got to the front and I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm not in a rush anyway. Yeah. Everyone's got, you've got your seat. Mm. Walking down the plane aisle and I'm like, where is my seat? I was like, I have paid for premium economy. <laughs> I was like, where is it? <laughs> I couldn't see it anywhere, and I was like, I've gone past it. And I looked at my num- my ticket number, my seat number. I thought, this is so strange. I was like, what's happened? And I thought, that is. And I remember coming when I first came onto the plane. Mm. Um, one of the stewards um, said, "Oh, she kind of stood upright, and she was like a oh, Mr. Grawl." And I was mm. like, God, that's very formal, isn't it? I've never had that before. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a terrorist risk. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what that was about. Mm. So then I thought, what is, let me have a look at my ticket. And I thought, wait a minute, that is not the seat number I booked. I remember picking my exact seat because I wanted to be away from the toilets. I said, where is my seat? I'm going back to that woman that called me Mr. Grawl or Mr. Sunny or whatever she said. And I was like, wait a minute. I was walking back towards the front of the plane. I thought, row 15. What? Am am I in the wrong area? Hadn't clicked at all. I saw a bag on the seat I was meant to be on. I was like, someone else's bag is on this seat. It's a small mistake. It's got to be wrong. And then I started to realise I'm in business. What's happened? And then there was a guy next to me looking a bit confused. And he was like, "Uh, did and he nearly said to me, did you get upgraded? But he didn't finish the sentence. I think he was too embarrassed to kind of not admit that he hadn't paid for it. Mm. And I thought... I don't know what's happening. I thought, I can't say I've been upgraded because there's someone's bag on my seat, so there's a mistake, obviously. And then I realised when I looked a little bit more closely, it wasn't someone's bag. It was a duvet, a pillow. What? There was no Lizelle or Eve Lomb skin care kit in there, but there was some good stuff. So you were really roughing it then, weren't you? With your Elemis. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that's how it started. Nice little kind of boost and pick me up at the beginning of the trip it was a good way to start I felt like it was setting me up for look enjoy this holiday yeah this this is probably yeah gonna be Mm. a fun trip so make the most of it so what like prompted you to travel solo in the first place that's a good question I think probably I've I've wanted to do it for a number a long time Mm. I mean you know I'm a very young girl but (laughs) still (laughs) what do you think stopped you beforehand hesitation because of previous trips I've had so maybe rewinding back 12 years ago I was in um it was in Asia again actually I was in Beijing seeing a friend and I had one so I went with a uni friend a uni friend to see another uni so I just want to stop you there can you just see how we know everybody we've always got a friend in every (laughs) corner remember what we were saying before so true (laughs) so just in case you were all wondering we have many hoes in different area codes (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah sorry and um I was visiting a friend with another uni friend and I had one day where she had gone back because we had spent probably about two and a half weeks there she, one of the friends had gone back and my friend that lived there her brother was coming so I had one day alone and I remember kind of wandering around doing my own thing and it was a really fun day I, I think I went to see the Olympic Park I was in Beijing oh wow I was seeing yeah. the Olympic Park and stuff, but I kept there were so many hilarious signs with I mean, back then, it was very different. The signs probably weren't um, spell-checked yeah. or <laughs> gra- grammar wasn't checked. And they, they were hilarious. So you just had to kind of 
you, I wanted to share the moment with that when I'd see the signs. I took pictures of them, but I'd, I think there was one electrified fence that said, um, what was it, carefully electrocute yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it was just that kind of stuff. And I kept looking, laughing out loud. You know what I'm like, mm. bellowing laughter. And I was like, there's no one there to laugh with. And I thought, mm, I, I don't think I could travel alone. It was only one day and it kind of made me a bit nervous, but that was only a few hours, mm. but it left an imprint. Mm. Um, so that's what made me nervous. And then what changed my mind was um, probably getting sick and tired of traveling with people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Mm. It was more a case of wanting to be free to spend my trips in a way that I wanted to. Yeah. And not having to compromise because I'm not very good at that. <laughs> it's very true, though. I mean, like, it's interesting what you were saying before that you'd meet, like, you know, meeting people in another city. I think that's one of the best things about solo travel. And it's not something you would necessarily do if you're traveling with someone else. No. Like, no, exactly. when you're on your own, because, like, you may not have spoken to someone for the entire trip. Yes. And then, like, you know, when you go and see someone who you know from before or who knows who you are that's the best that's, that can sometimes be the best bit of the trip it does make you feel like a different sense of the place the area that you're in mm. um and then that's what kind of made it easier to do it off off the end uh, off the beginning of a trip to see some friends that already lived there so i'd been a year ago in 2018 of december mm-hmm. to, to hong kong to see these friends so that was your starting point yeah so actually walk us through your itinerary so tell me tell us where you went to oh yeah sure let me um go through so in 2019 of december i, I flew out on christmas day i landed on Boxing. business class everybody business, he's upgraded just, just to business case. class I, it was i was not an upgrade i paid for it <laughs> Row fifteen, paid in kind. Hashtag row fifteen. Yes. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so I landed on Boxing Day um, mm. and stayed in Hong Kong for three, four nights. Mm. Had a really good time there. I've been there the year before um, to see the same friends, but then we ended up doing a trip in Thailand. I met some other friends of mine who um, yeah came. It was a very last minute trip again. Mm-hmm. So this time around, I was like, actually, I'm not meeting those friends because they're not there. So I, I will do something myself. I, yeah. I can do that. Hmm. So I, <laughs> this is very telling about my personality. I don't plan ahead. And I had no real idea about what my itinerary was going to be until I got there. And I know my friends that I visited are probably laughing and saying, Sally, you're a nightmare. <laughs> because I got there and I was like, yeah, I should really work out what to do. And they kept, so have you thought itinerary? Where are you going to go? And I was like, yeah, maybe Vietnam. <laughs> no real clue where I was going. Mm. And I kind of loosely decided where I was going to go. Yeah. About five minutes after I was told at the airport in Hong Kong that I need to take my bag off the luggage hold because I hadn't booked an exit flight from Vietnam. I'd only booked a one way and you need for, if you, if you don't want to apply for a visa, mm-hmm. you need to have a proof of an exit within 14 oh. days. Yes, I okay. the hard way, but it's fine. I'm <laughs> well, this very is what, resilient. Yeah, and this is what um, solo travel is about, really, isn't it? It's those, those moments where you kind of like, no, right, well, next time. Like, so yes. if I say I'm going to Vietnam, I'll be like, I've got a one-way ticket. You'll be like, you need a ticket out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that was a very basic... I mean, to be fair, I didn't... It didn't phase me. It was obviously frustrating that my friend is 15 metres away looking at me thinking, I told you so. <laughs> you should have planned it. <laughs> but as soon as that moment was over, I booked my exit flight. I literally, while waiting for the plane, I booked my four other flights. So then I flew into Vietnam Mm -hmm. and then I left there to go to um, Siem Reap in Cambodia. And then I flew after two days there to Bangkok Mm -hmm. in Thailand. And then I flew back from 
Thailand um, to Hong Kong before I took my my premium economy sleep back to the UK. <laughs> yeah, that's one exit flight he had booked. Yeah, no danger of that not being booked, honestly. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's quite... Um, and, you know, South um, East Asia is really popular for solo travellers as well, isn't it? Like, isn't yeah, it? it's good. And that's a good point. It reminds me of why I picked that as the first place. It felt really safe. Yeah. And I loved the cuisine and I'd not really explored much of that part of the world. So I thought, okay, I've done Thailand before. I did one island mm. with a couple of friends last year mm. um, to see a friend who lived in Copenhagen. Of course. And <laughs> <laughs> just have to drop that in. By the way, every time Sunny says he's seen a friend, you need to have a sip of water. <laughs> You'll get through your allotted eight glasses of water in no time. <laughs> this is going to make me really self-aware now. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Keep, keep saying, keep saying, keep saying. And, um... Where, what was my train of thought again? I was saying. Yeah, so, so that was my rough itinerary. So I'd gone to from Hong Kong to to Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Thailand, and then back to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Thailand. back to London. So, well, I mean, you kind of already answered this question. What kind of traveller are you? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. But like, in terms of like, when you're travelling, like when you're actually there. Are you the kind of person that needs that luxury of like a hotel room and like, you know, a nice comfy bed, a good shower, a good toilet? Or can you rough it in a dorm with like eight other people? I am so glad you asked me this question. Because if we kind of rewind again, um, I'm in the office and one of my friends who's like, a, he's like a mentor. He, he mocks me. He's very blunt and brutal, brutally honest. Mm. And he was like, so what, what's going on with your trip? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be going around Vietnam and stuff. And he was like, okay, have you got your backpack and stuff? And I was like, backpack? <laughs> I've got a white Samsonite suitcase. I don't have a backpack. <laughs> and this is on the 23rd of December. I'm flying on the 25th. It's Christmas Eve tomorrow nowhere's open no, like... <laughs> i had to rush down i mean to be fair i was already at the office mm. i rushed to um blacks or i can't remember one of those you know really mm. straight butch stores <laughs> with equipment that i'm not used to helmets and other goods what do you mean you don't have rainbow colors in backpack? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then i was like i need a backpack i need it now and they had all sorts of hideous colours. I was like, this is not going to go with my outfit. <laughs> and I found a really nice one in the end. It yeah. was not too far from where I live. And um, What colour was it? It was a kind of like a, an avocado skin. <laughs> I, I, I tend to describe the, the paint in my flat with this same description. It's like the, the colour of an avocado skin. <laughs> it's a nice osprey bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds very classy. Uh, and then in terms of then that kind of sets the scene about what I'm, I, I like um, to feel comfortable yes. and secure. <clears throat> and I thought because this is the first trip and I was obviously getting mocked by all my friends, you know, at work saying, oh, you're going to be, can't lug a white Samsonite suitcase down the Mekong Delta on this tiny little, can you imagine these tiny little boats down the, look at the canals and in the grasslands and yeah, there's little old me. <laughs> Just... <laughs> With his matching set and like huge hat. <laughs> kind of like, Excuse me, can I get some help to get this? <laughs> yeah, guy's sunglasses. Um, mm. So I was like, yes, okay, I need to get like a, a sensible bag for the trip. Mm. Um, so you've kind of got bag shamed though, because I do find that like, so for example, my younger brother, is he's an avid solo traveller yeah. and he's all about the backpack. And then like one time we, um, when my mum turned 60, we took her to Seville. Oh, so God. it was uh, the first family trip we'd had together in a long, long time. And both my brothers were like, oh, yeah, we just need carry-on and we'll be fine. I'll be like, we were going for like a week. 
And I was like, carry on, are you mad? Like, you know, and... <laughs> Excuse me, my toiletries? Exactly. I'm alone not going to fit in the carry-on. Exactly. How the hell am I going to... And I said, like, no, we need to take a case because I need to change every day. <laughs> my brother's like, you just need like this, this and this and you can wash your pants in the sink. And I was like, you really don't know me, three do you? Three changes per day. I know. Got three looks for the plane alone. Maxwell, <laughs> my Instagram schedule was all planned ahead. I was like, you know, I, I, I know what I need to take and it's heavy and it's not going to fit into carry But I do think it's interesting that you were saying that somebody said to you, oh, you've got to get a backpack and mm. stuff. I think um, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think, you know, sometimes there's people almost look, think that, oh, when you're mm. solo traveling, they've got this image of like, you know, you've got to be Hamster. wearing your Birkenstocks and your backpack and your, you know, your cargo sh- oh, oh, Excuse me. <laughs> did you just say, did that come out of your mouth? I said the C word. I apologize oh, if anyone's runway. offended. <laughs> <laughs> Apologise if anyone's offended by the C word there. But um, I think it's an important point because like solo travel comes in so many different avatars. Mm. It's not just, yeah, one is that if you want to be that basic bitch who yeah. goes with your backpack and your Birkenstocks, good for you, it's a look. Yeah. But if you want to take your white Samsonite <laughs> on a little canoe, then you have the right to do that. In fact, I encourage that. Like, as, long as, as long as you take a photo of it, it's all good. Oh, God, it's so true. And it kind of made me realise that, look, I need to break the mold a little bit mm. about how I do things mm. and um, it was good to just do things in a different way for me yeah. because I'm very used to travelling in that way so I thought okay there are things that I'll need in terms of certain comforts so mm-hmm. I'll book you know hotels that are maybe more than I need in yeah. terms of comfort level but because it's the first trip I've done and I want to feel safe at yeah. least where I'm going back and to be fair I wasn't splurging that much to be fair they were like just four star hotels <laughs> just four star everybody <laughs> but that's an interesting there's two interesting points there I think the idea of safety is such a big one like yes. we're very lucky as men that yes. we even though we are delicate yeah, we are delicate butterflies exactly we are yeah <laughs> handled with care fragile well, we, we can definitely cut you we'll get, <laughs> exactly we will cut you up get if the you razors and the Vaseline <laughs> but the idea of like solo traveling and being safe is such an it's um something people don't really talk about because like yes it's all well and good like to stay in a dorm with eight other people but that can sometimes be quite yeah. de- you know it, uh, certainly for me i think when i was solo traveling i wanted to have that room at the end of the day yeah where I just knew I'd be okay, where I could, you know, lock the door, no one's going to break the door. So I feel like we need to hear a story. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not telling that story. It's <laughs> <laughs> version of this podcast, please visit. <laughs> For extra content, exactly. Visit my OnlyFans page. <laughs> Well, moving on swiftly. <laughs> Actually, but this takes us on nicely to the next point. Um, yes. This idea, did you ever feel scared or nervous at any point? And if you did, how did you cope with that? That's a good question. I think... I, no, I, I felt safe. Asia is a really good place to travel alone. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are probably like, oh my God, you've only just started doing your first trip. But you know what? It's... There's different things why I hadn't traveled to. Yeah, I had plenty of friends to go. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? (laughs) You never asked me. (laughs) We are definitely doing a trip together. Mm. And then it's going to be a solo trip. (laughs) You go that way, I go that way. (laughs) And um, I felt safe the entirety of the trip. There was one instance when I was in, surprisingly, the busiest part of my entire trip in Bangkok. Mm. And I obviously had my phone now and I've been taking pictures of everything and it was in the evening. They're a really built up, busy, touristy area. Mm. 
and I think my phone battery was getting low and I bought this huge, huge mobile charger, which I've actually got with me now. <laughs> and it's technically not allowed on planes because it's over the legal limit, but the, it was made in China and they've obviously just put in another limit on, on the actual cover, so I got it through. <laughs> and I was charging my phone and I could tell I was drawing a lot of attention to myself. Yeah. And there were two guys and I'm paranoid generally mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. life and... I mean, growing up in a city, well, growing up like living in a in a city like London, you, you tend to become quite aware of yourself. You're aware of it, exactly. Surroundings yeah. and um, you know, having had experiences where people have tried to steal things from me, so I just I had my wits about me, and I noticed that there was a guy that kind of clocked me. I mean, he might have just been checking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say oh. <laughs> he was definitely not worth it, though. And I thought, okay, let me just be a bit careful. I put my charger away. I put my phone in my pocket, and I yeah. just kind of walk on. And then he kind of signaled to one of his friends who was kind of at a distance. And I thought, this is a very weird way to just kind of loiter around a bridge we mm. were near. It was busy. There were plenty of people around, but it was probably a place to quickly snatch something from someone and run off. Mm. So I started to walk in one direction and they followed me. And I thought, okay, I am going to switch it up and I'm going to go in the opposite direction really suddenly. Mm. And they followed me again, and I thought, you know what, I just need You're to like, get... You're like, bitch, I'm from the Midlands. I will, <laughs> I will get out my I will cut you. switchblade. <laughs> and they... I just kept on... I just didn't act nervous or scared, because I wasn't. I thought, yeah. if anything happens, it's such a public place, I don't follow. And it was fine. That was the touch wood, the only experience that I remember, mm. and I feel like I hope I never have anything to worry about on a solo trip. No, I tend to stick to, like, you know, the safe areas when I am anywhere at night I didn't take any big risks mm. um, yeah I felt I felt safe where I was maybe because of the, the air the countries that I was in and you were quite so yeah you're quite sensible in that way like you know you don't go to because there, there is that response again there's no one to kind of like follow up if you don't turn up to your hotel room that's or something point, no one's yeah. going to be like oh where are they and, I mean that's one of the joys of traveling as well and that's why you travel solo but also mm. The safety aspect of it is so important too. I, I sound such a killjoy. It's just like I'm glad That's you're saying it. You know, it really. Um, I mean, I will tell that story one day. I love. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's one of my favourite stories. Especially, um, like I always just recount it, and I probably reenact it on a regular <laughs> basis at home. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, it is so important to feel safe because the yeah, I think just being on your own just makes you want to kind of like yeah, you want to feel safe and secure. Be, be careful, and that's exactly. when you can really do like kind of the work, not the work on yourself, but you get to learn about yourself, don't you? Yeah. You really. Now, did you find that you learned more about yourself on this trip than you did when you travelled? Yeah, somewhere? yeah. I'm glad. You, yeah, now that you mentioned that, I'm glad you mentioned it because. Um, I've learned, and I knew this about myself more recently, that I'm quite resilient. Like, yeah. when that situation happened with, you know, not, I mean, it's not a very big deal, is it, not having an exit flight, but I just thought... Exit fine. flight gate, oh my exit. God, hashtag exit flight gate. <laughs> it's just simple, you just book an exit flight. It's, but, I, you know, other friends have said, oh my God, I would have panicked. Yeah. They would never have planned, they would have never have gone abroad without having some sort of itinerary. And I appreciate there's um, practical reasons why you need to have one, but mm -hmm. actually I'd like to kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, but you need to obviously do it with, with it by honouring the rules for immigration. <laughs> um, and it made me realise that I am pretty resilient. I'll just deal with things mm. as I come up with, you know, challenges. Um, mm. There were probably situations where I'm trying to think that I didn't really struggle in terms of getting to places or, you know, getting connections to places. I got probably robbed by a few um, taxi drivers where they were taking oh, we've advantage. All, we've all been there. I mean, that was very mm. early on when I arrived in mm. Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh City. And mm. I remember the machine. It was just going around and round and the numbers. Their currency is 
ridiculous because it's there's such high inflation that you're a millionaire basically as soon yeah. as you take ten pounds out <laughs> of the cash machine. And I remember thinking, okay, this is like a really cheap cab, but they they just don't have enough zeros on the machine for it. But I think he tw- um, messed around with the machine because I remember when I paid, I think I ended up paying sixty dollars. I, I calculated yeah. it in mm. U.S. dollars. Mm. And I remember the hotel saying to me, you shouldn't have paid any more than 10. So they must have completely like taken mm. you for a bit of, bit of a joke. Um, but that, yeah. Do you know that, that happened? And do you know, it's happened, like, it happened to me in the US when I went to Boston. And I remember <sighs> like, Boston, exactly. And I was like, I got off the train and this guy was like, um, it, was, it was such a great setup as well. I've got to applaud them. It was so beautifully choreographed and like kind of, <laughs> I'll, I'll give them, do you know what, if I get scammed, I want to be scammed really well. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you want to be like, you want to be ripped props. off. I, I want value okay. for money. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a £10 ride but, for the but 50... I will tell the story and I'm going to rinse it exactly I will buy the rights out for the story for perpetuity for $50 <laughs> like, you know. love that basically there's one guy who um, all the taxi the taxi rank was really really busy as they always are and I'd gone by train from New York to Boston oh, nice. and um, I remember at the station uh, yeah all the taxi um, all the official taxis yeah. were all like you know the, the queue was really big it was in the middle of summer and then um, there was this illegal cab driver who came over and basically his car just came up and he's like, oh, do you want a cab? And I was like, no, no. He goes, look, I'll just do 25, uh, no, I'll give you $35. And I was like, no, no, that's too much. I'll, I'll take an official cab. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, it's fine. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then he drove off. And then moments later, somebody else came in. He's like, look, and I'll take you for 25. And okay. I was like, okay, well, that's $10 cheaper than that Yeah, one. I'm and, getting a discount already. You know, and I was like, you know, I do actually, you know, this queue's going to take me forever. So I was like, fine. Yes. And then so the, he drove me to the hotel and then like paid $25. And then I saw the other driver there with him and they were like chatting away. <gasps> and I was just like, oh my God, I just got scammed. <laughs> I was like, that was so beautifully choreographed. You made me think I'm getting value for money. And like... <laughs> just sending a friend in <laughs> they set me up good and proper and I was just like oh, god I couldn't believe oh. it but I have to say in my defence the $25 car was much nicer than the $35 oh, you, you, one you know what you got your value there anyway. I got my value for money you so punked them I, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like, I put them on the map that, that their life purpose fulfilled <laughs> um, so what was your favourite place and why Oh, there's so many different favorite places. There's so many different vibes. Uh, Vietnam is probably my favorite country in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen them all, but the ones I have visited, it, the people were incredible. The food was to die for. I've never tried so many new things and fallen in love with all of them. Mm-hmm. They were really cheap as well. So you just, you could like, eat. I was eating five, six meals a day. Like I was living my life. So. Mm. Vietnam for kind of repeat value wanting mm-hmm. to return and the people as well they're, they're beautiful and they're kind and sweet and um, yeah I just fell in love and then I think probably in terms of experience I would say Cambodia okay. because of Angkor Wat which was absolutely breathtaking those temples the entire city it was completely breathtaking I've never seen such um, incredible structures that are so old and well preserved in in nature to see the trees just intertwined you know throughout the buildings it was just majestic Mm -hmm. um the weather was glorious as well so it was it made it easier to enjoy and then bangkok was really fun because it was chaotic and um again really good food i remember getting a recommendation list um from a friend who's from bangkok Mm and of places to eat and she sent me this pdf it was hilarious it had like all these restaurants marked up and all their ratings and the different cuisine when to book when to go and there was one place that the friend recommended in particular 
And she'd be like, oh, you need to go to the pancake place. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go to the pancake place. And then I think it was my second day, because actually I'll, I'll come back to another point about the first day. So the second day I was kind of going about my business, um, finding somewhere to eat, and I thought, okay, I'll go to the pancake place. It's been really recommended. And I think they had like really famous crab pancakes. And I walked up to the restaurant after getting um, off my grab bike, the grab <laughs> scooter. So it was the way to travel in Bangkok because you can't get anywhere quickly on the metro or the car. So oh, really, is the metro like really, I've never been to Bangkok. So it's, I the stations were always close enough. And when I say close enough, they weren't right next to my hotel. <laughs> like I eat in the building and it was so hot. It was 38 degrees and humid. And I was like, I can't. I can't even walk there so I would just it's like an Uber app but yeah. um, you can also order scooters okay so you just jump on the back and mm. yeah it was um, the way I like to ride <laughs> at the back everybody <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember getting there thinking okay this place looks kind of funny and a lot of places in Asia like they don't look much yes. from the outside and it's not the appeal the food is that's mm-hmm. where the gems are and I just remember seeing this kind of run-down looking place and this woman wearing these really big goggles and like this huge gold chain. And I was like, I know this lady. I've seen her on a Netflix show called Street Food. And she has this show. Her name's um, Joy... Oh, what's her name? Ray Jai, Ray Jai Fan, I think. Mm-hmm. And she is like on the first episode of this show that profiles different street food stores that have like you know really incredible food and I think they even have Michelin stars and I remember thinking I've seen her on Netflix and I watched it with dad I was sat at home with my dad watching it and we were just so impressed in the way she cooks and she has these huge goggles on because there's like so much steam and oil splattering everywhere and I was watching it and I was so blown away I was like this is by accident that I'm here really because I forgot that this was in Bangkok mm. because obviously I had no idea I was going to be in Bangkok <laughs> and maybe a week before and um so I thought, let me get a table and have some food. There was this really shoddy piece of paper that had been printed down. It had a Gmail address on there that was not very easy to remember. And it said, this is where you email for reservations. We are full until March. This was the 2nd of January, I think. Oh, goodness. It's no, so March 2020. It was months ahead, you had to book. Mm. And I said, oh, I'll just wait. I'll wait for a table. It's yeah. fine. And she was like, no, you've missed a chance. So basically, you have to come there at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. and take a number. And you just have to wait until your number gets called. And you may be number 80. Tough. If you are not there when they call number 80, you lose your seat. You oh, my get God. It's that popular. That's like a sample set I went to where it's just like brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just thinking to myself, oh, my God. I was like so I, I really wanted to try these crab pancakes but I couldn't get it I was like fine it's, it's not it's no big deal I'll take the pictures I'll pretend I was there I'll post it and no one will know <laughs> what well, everyone is gonna know <laughs> no I, I, I was honest about that I thought I can't get away with it mm-hmm. um, and then there was just another place down the road um, that I went to and it was in, it was probably the best pad thai I've ever had in my life it mm. was probably five pounds and it had a Michelin star it was just I had three of them I was like I will have three it's oh three my mink. god yeah, right, wow so um, the highlight from yeah, from the food perspective was definitely that pad thai. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was wrapped in like an omelette, and it had like the the best chili and the freshest orange juice. They had these 
thick, chunky pieces of orange. It was almost like eating an orange while drinking it at the same time. It was oh my god, am- amazing! I wasn't thirsty before. <laughs> I'm so thirsty now. So shout out to the tips from the friends on that. Mm. So, what would be your advice to anyone considering solo travel? Just do it. Don't yeah. think. I mean, this is something that people have said to me about many things, and they're like, "Just do. Stop overthinking it." crack on with it make a plan look into oh, the don't road. make a plan oh, don't do make you. a plan do what i did and the then... book your book your exit flight, <laughs> book your exit flight please um check the immigration requirements <laughs> just because you're british does not mean you can swan in and out wherever you want to. oh god well even now more so we literally can't we probably can't oh. leave, you know, go past dover anymore i'd oh, say dear. yeah yeah mm. so i would say yeah be open to trying something different and not I mean, one thing I always try, I think is wanting to be a perfectionist and wanting to have the best experience in every moment. And mm-hmm. you don't need to do that. Just have an experience and enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. and build on that. That's so true. Because, like, you know, sometimes um, when you tell someone else about your experience and they compare it to theirs and they're like, oh, well, we went to here and we went to there. And, we went to, and it's like, yeah, but the reality of it was you stood, like, you know, six hours a day in a queue. Yeah. And, like, if you're travelling on your own, that's not really what you want to do. Yeah. And you're so right. So some of the best times is when you find those pl- offbeat places and you'll go and sit down and have a really lovely meal. You might just talk to someone. Because also, don't you find that's the best way to talk to locals and get recommendations? Oh, and... I completely almost forgot about that. That is the best thing about travelling alone. You're not alone. Yeah. You are not alone. And it's... I kind of thought when I was on my way to meeting you today in Regent's Park on this glorious Sunday It's beautiful afternoon. out here today, let me tell you. The breeze is blowing well. We know this could be like a Vogue photo shoot right now, <laughs> it couldn't is, it? It's definitely a Vogue. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, what is travelling alone other than just living your life? Mm-hmm. It's just living your life in another place that isn't your home necessarily. Mm. We do this all the time. Like we've lived in, I mean, I've lived in London for a long time now and you've lived here your whole life. You probably do things alone in the city. Yeah. Why is that any different to doing it abroad? Yeah. Yes, you want to be able to share things with people at the moment, but you can meet people. And I, I met so many people on my travels. There were so many times where you would either bump into someone or you'd meet through different meeting apps. Mm. And it was very easy to just find a way to kind of do something else with someone. There are a few people that I will probably, I actually have kept in touch with. Mm. people in Bangkok that took me to my first ever <laughs> drag show. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice bunch of guys that live in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was, it made me realize why I love drag. And that's something we'll definitely talk about on another Feature. podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were a few, I even saw some of my favorite people in Bangkok on a very uh, just unexpected landing when I, I, I got to Bangkok um, it was one of my good friend's birthdays she was going to Myanmar and I just we realised that we were going to be in Bangkok at the same time I had no idea they were travelling there mm-hmm. so I had one night with them so again I got an opportunity to see familiar faces in a place that I was never expecting because I have no itinerary in life <laughs> but um, you were open to all possibilities and that's exactly. that's the magic of solo travel isn't it like when you are open to everything it kind of comes your way you've got to you can't go somewhere and be like right I'm only going to go here there 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 and that's it and then you're not going to learn anything about a place are you so well do you know what I think on that note we will be back right after this um, in terms of travelling and music, what songs remind you of your holidays? What is your kind of process? 
So I have a very specific process. <laughs> no one, no one should, even if you don't know me, you should not be surprised. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got a very, I'm very particular about kind of the songs that I listen to okay. when I'm on, like I always have like a, a song yeah. that I associate with a place. Nice. But in general, um, there's a, when I'm flying out somewhere, I have the Journey song. It's like a, a Bollywood song. It's from a film called Piku. Oh and it's this wonderful moment where the characters are travelling. Uh, it's an amazing film, by the way, if you haven't seen it. You've got to watch it. You don't watch Bollywood. So, <laughs> so I, I'm like shaded. You I know. am getting like dirty looks the from evils. people all while. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, everyone else has just like, you know, left us because like, you know. Um, yeah, but, really <laughs> oh, girl, I'm going to cut you. Like, <laughs> cut you so bad when we're done recording. Um, yeah, Piku is an amazing film. Basically, it, like, if you've never seen it before, you must, must watch it. I think it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, mm. but it's such a good film. So there's a, song, there's a part in the film where the characters travel from Delhi to Calcutta yeah. and something called the Journey Song. And it's just really beautifully done. Like, it's not lip-synced, so it's just kind of played in the background. Yeah. And it just it's just really nice like it's a, it's also got like Bengali lyrics and Hindi lyrics oh, I only speak Hindi so I didn't understand the Bengali lyrics but I just love it and so that's kind of like when I'm on my way out it just gives you that sentiment like, I just feel like yeah, yeah I just feel like that glamorous character kind of like you know driving you know dri- I just feel very I don't know there's something nice it puts I me in a good frame of mind definitely listen to it and then on my way back, I have two, a two-step process to help me kind of adjust oh, back to like, civilian hey, life. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, once I'm off the plane, I'm just like, no. Because the worst thing about travel is when you get back and you're like, really? Because yeah. you know that when that moment comes, sometimes you're happy to be back and other times you're just like, oh, no. Like, you know, I could, have gone, I could have stayed much longer. I could have done much more. And um, so one thing I do is when I land back in London, mm. I listen to Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Oh, what a song. It's just one of my the best songs ever. And it's the like the ultimate come down song. It's I just so, that. so good. And I feel like, it, like, you know, in my mind, I'm kind of like going through the greatest hits of my holiday in the meantime. Like, you know, this is like the background music playing to it. <laughs> and then I have a very particular route from getting home because uh, I live near Paddington Station just a bit of a name drop <laughs> exactly so Prince William Hospital <laughs> Paddington Station you know you're getting an idea of who I am this is the real bougie one <laughs> exactly you thought Sonny with his premium economy to business was, you know hello um, so I also have to walk via the canal in Little Venice to get home and it's very picturesque so I always kind of like do this Instagram story and it features one of the greatest songs of our time which is um, Spice Girls Viva Forever oh my god and there's Clutching a, my pearls there's right literally a one verse in there that is just like you know that verse was made for me sung by um, you know the greatest singer of all time Victoria Beckham <laughs> and she's in, exactly she's only got four lines in the song and then the best <laughs> lines in the says. song <laughs> don't even um, and she's pal. like uh, so you know that song that bit when she's like back where I belong now was it just a dream and, yeah and that that whole bit that, that that's also like part of my ritual so um, but yeah I normally I'm, I'm that kind of you know when I'm uh, out there there's always like a song that sometimes mm. it'll just come into mind like um, I was thinking like Ariana Grande like you know one uh, Into You really reminds me of One Trip or yeah. like you know um what was that? Oh, Britney and um, oh god, what was it? Oh, girl, Pretty yeah. girls. Uh, who's who was that other girl who sings with her? Oh my god, this is really... oh. it's not Ariana Grande. It's something as the de- no, it's not as uh, Azalea. Oh, Azalea Banks. No, who's no, the... you're talking about um, the Australian. The Australian girl. Yeah, what's Bitch. her name? <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't need it. No one knows her name. She ain't got no career anymore. Basically, the girl who sings with Britney Spears, if you know, like, you know, she, writing. Yeah, obviously. has a fake ass. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you Google her, you'll find out who as, she is. It's something with as, isn't it? A. Um, as a Dean, as a Lee. Oh, oh, I can't. I'm sure everyone's screaming out to her saying, no one knows her. <laughs> it's like, no one cares, Bishan. Like, you it's over. Um, but yeah, that song, like Pretty Girls, it just reminds me of when I was in LA because it was just playing everywhere. Or, um, yes, yeah, so there's always like a song that comes kind of comes into the zeitgeist and you get associated with. So what about you, Sunny? What songs would you associate? Uh, I, I think it's, like you said, you may hear a song that and reminds you of a certain trip. I don't have like a routine like that, which <laughs> it makes me think I, I want to. So I might start doing that because like music and like food and smells and tastes, they help kind of strengthen memories Mm -hmm. and you know I'd love to be able to think back to some of the experiences I had when I was maybe in Angkor Wat and associated with a song yeah but I was actually watching a YouTube video (laughs) all about from National Geographic all about Angkor Wat I thought I'll learn about this now (laughs) so so that's the thing that's burned into my mind so songs I don't have a a specific song but um one that I did listen to and I just remembered is Mm. One of my all-time favourites by the Buscout Dolls, um, I Don't Need a Man, <laughs> which I do occasionally just use as a bit of a mantra. It's a bit my meditation m- moment. I'm like, I need a man to make it happen. I get up being free. <laughs> so... Well, you, you have an app for that, don't you? So <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So I would say, so that, you know, in in summary, like kind of, uh, you know, um, traveling solo, it's just like one of the greatest things you can ever do. Like, um, certainly for me, it was like the making of me. I've traveled solo for 10 years. And recently I've traveled with a friend, like after a very long time. And it was so weird traveling with someone else because my friend was lovely and we had a great time and like he's a a really nice companion and very indulgent. You know, I'd be like, I want to go shopping here and here and here. And he'd be like, oh God, okay, let's go, let's go. But at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I I have to have solo travel. You know, I think the majority of my travel will always be solo. I don't know how you feel. I completely or... understand that, and you've you've been someone that I mean, I didn't mention this earlier. You're probably one of the main motivations about me traveling alone. Little old me, little old you. Yeah. We're in the same hospital as Prince William. <laughs> <laughs> and you've you've done it so many years, and I've always looked to you and thought, look, you make it happen. You have <laughs> she a can do it. Se- <laughs> <laughs> you have such a renewed yeah. sense of energy when you come back, and I know you tend to do that around your birthday and unfortunately mm. it wasn't possible this year because I'm of our friend COVID. corona but someone treated me to a lovely cake in the park oh yeah just thank and you britney actually, spears <laughs> actually that's a really good segue into one of my quick comments that i wanted to make actually so i, I gave bush a little cake for his birthday oh, but there was so something sweet. that was missing unfortunately because it hadn't arrived but <gasps> this is the perfect moment to oh unveil my god oh this. my god but the heart so just thank for everyone you. listening Oh this is, God. I just handed Bushen something that he will treasure for the rest of his days. It I is know. a book by Tyra Banks called Model Land. Oh my God, not the A book, the only book <laughs> by Tyra Banks. And this is like gold dust. And <laughs> it's I, I, so hard to find this. And it's so hard to normally shut me up, but 
<laughs> you just oh did that. My God. You have to throw it in my face. It's like <laughs> wow. I just saw that. That literally, um, you know, to describe the cover to you all, um, it's got it's called Model Land. It's got Tyra Banks at the top, and it's just got Smizing. a smize on it it's with the, one eye. That's all we need. Just one eye. I feel like we're gonna have to definitely read an excerpt from this at some point in the future. I think so. I think it's a full on analysis. Dramatic thing. reading analysis. Full on book club. The two of us. <laughs> So if you want to read in advance and join in to, with our read-along, um, Model Land by Tyra Banks, uh, if you can find it, good luck. <laughs> Amazon's your friend. <laughs> yeah, good luck if you can find it. <laughs> I've got the only copy. Oh, and uh, once again, Tyra, you know, get yourself down here. Sign it, love. Like, get on the podcast. On. yeah. Do seasons 27 or whatever it is that you're on. Oh, thank you. so no, amazing. No, no, but yeah, you missed out on your international trip this year. And I, and I remember thinking it's probably something that unfortunately we're not going to be able to do for a little bit of time yeah and um that's why i wanted to make it special for you yeah oh year, thank you this is no, amazing so, so so do you want to summarize your thoughts on like solo travel definitely yeah so like i said before don't overthink things like i do just do it have a rough idea of where you want to go and just just enjoy it for what it is um don't don't um overdo it i have a tendency and a lot of my friends that travel with me know this i have unlimited energy mm. you don't need to do everything every yeah. day you can have <laughs> days to switch off and relax but um just yeah cast the net wide and just enjoy enjoy the trip for the moment yeah well, i think that's a great note to end on so thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed our podcast and um you know to you can follow us on the socials where we are on uh instagram facebook and twitter uh, at the podcast is mine and if you have any suggestions or if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about well, find us i mean i'm sure you will know someone who knows us obviously just, <laughs> like, you know there's one degree of separation with us it's not <laughs> <six>. <laughs> okay join us again time and till then take care bye oh bye. one more thing actually before oh, we go oh, oh. um just to let you know the podcast out. is mine uh, no no it's mine <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend you can follow us on the socials facebook instagram at the podcast is mine twitter at podcast is mine or email us the podcast is mine at gmail.com oh and one more thing the podcast is mine <laughs>